No, for real. The title of this episode you just read is true. Our guest on this episode, Uchi Anekwe, actually reads 88 plus books almost every year. She recently even found out it was 88 she read last year because she decided to start taking count of them. I know you're also like me, always excited and eager to hear other people's stories and at least know why they do the things they do. So while you're still struggling to finish that one novel you started reading six months ago, Uche in this episode shares the series of mental shifts reading has brought about in her life and also gives you tips on how you can finally finish that novel you've been struggling to get to the last page. <laughs> you know, with all the things going on in the world right now, it's easy to become anxious and start having panic attacks. This is exactly what an anonymous member of this podcast community is struggling with and will be helping him or her out in the reality check segment. The common sense segment had me reminding us that we mustn't always have an opinion in any trending topic. If you don't know what to say, drink water and mind your business. It also helps your skin to glow. Trust me, it does. You know, let me not spew the whole thing now. I might lose you. Now, let's see how Uche reads 88 plus books in a year. This is the Calm Down Podcast, a reminder that we all have to take it one day at a time in our journeys, check up on our friends, and observe simple cuts. There are three segments to this podcast, which are the issues segment, where a topic is brought to the table and tackled, the reality check segment, where we check up on each other, and finally, the common sense rule segment, where we are reminded of simple cuts we might have forgotten or oblivious to. I am your host, Viola. I'm an on-air personality, content creator, podcast host, beauty and lifestyle blogger at www.hiswordmybeauty.com. Again, www.hiswordmybeauty.com. Welcome to episode 15 of this podcast, Calm Down Podcast. I am so happy to be doing this. So let's get right over into issue segment. And in this segment, I'm not going to be doing it alone. Um, our guest for this particular segment is Uche Anekwe. This guest is one person I'm so excited about and the conversations we're going to have on this show. So here is something you need to know about Uche before we hop right into the interview. Uche Anekwe is 24 and a graduate of zoology from Namdi Azikiwe University. She's a bibliophile, if I pronounce that right. And according to her, that's just a fancy word for somebody who reads a lot. And she also writes book reviews on her Instagram handle. She's a poet, outgoing, witty, optimist with a good sense of humor. She's also a fashion editorial model and have worked several shows in Abuja and Lagos. She hopes to become a top class air hostess with an international airline. She also speaks four languages which are Igbo, English, Spanish and French. She loves to dance and she's also a fitness enthusiast. That is, she works out a lot. Her philosophy of life is to be the best you can be at everything you do. To treat people the way you want to be treated, that which is the goal 
golden rule and that love is a universal language. So I know you are excited right now because this is a very interesting profile and without further ado, let's get right into this interview and it's going to be all about Uche telling us how she was able to do this. Read 88 plus books in a year and it's because she actually just took out recently. So that means like in a year, this this lady probably reads more than 88 books, like for real. <laughs> all right, let's get right into this interview. So Uchi, I'm super excited for this because I love how you read. Like you don't just read because, you know, you just have to keep up with a particular trend or something. You read because mm -hmm. you educate yourself. And sometimes then when I have conversations with you, I just notice some of the mental shifts that reading has caused. So I'm so happy to have you on this episode of the podcast. Like I'm really I'm happy, happy on your show too. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be on your show. Yeah, you're welcome. I wanted okay. to know, how did you feel when you realized that when you took account and you were like, oh my god i read it eight plus books last year and i know it's not the first time i know you've probably read up to 100 if i'm not mistaken but how did you feel when last year or this year or whenever you took the count you realized that i've read up to eight eight books so normally i don't keep count of books i read i just read and read it was just um 2018 towards the ending there's this lady i follow on instagram so she also reads a lot and so and december when it was ending she kind of like gave a count of like the number of books she read during the year and it was over like 150 or something like that and I was quite amazed because I said wow okay that's a lot so I told myself okay this year that was 2019 I'm going to like write down every single book I read and I'm going to keep count let me just see how far I can go and I gave myself a target I said I'm going to read 100 you know so but then towards the end of the year <laughs> I ended up at 88 so but then I think it was because of June I went for service I was in camp so I didn't really read much I think I read just about two books it was quite an accomplishment. I was like, wow, okay, this is great. Because when people say they were like 88, like they, have, they cannot even finish a book in a year. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but to me, it wasn't much. But then people like, oh, that's amazing. That's great. Wow. So you said that you went to camp like earlier, like around June, right? That was why you were able to like meet up to 100. And you said you read two books while in camp. How did you manage to at least read two books while in camp? Because seriously, I couldn't read anything while I was seven in NY orientation camp i couldn't do it so how were you able to like discipline yourself or is it, it was something not like easy it was not easy you know, it was not easy because you know we always waking up very early bed very late and there like a lot of activities to do but then there's this um bookshop that this man that sells book in camp so i was able to get i got one of the books from him maria puzo the godfather it's quite it's a quite popular book so i got it from him i read it during my free time or when i wasn't doing anything it was really hard to Trust me, because, you know, there are a lot of distractions, dances, activities, and so on. But, like, I didn't want to just, you know, not do anything. And sometimes I would miss reading. I would just, okay, curl up in my bed and bring out my phone and start reading. Because I didn't go with any hardcover books. I just read on my phone, except the one that I bought there. So it was quite a challenge. But I said, I think that was, like, the worst. That was, like, the least, that's the least time I've ever read. Like, the no least number of books I've ever read in a month. Just to, and it was like, okay, that's new. But then, you know, because I challenge it. Why I said that I don't like tasking myself to read because, you know, when you force yourself to read sometimes, you kind of like lose sight of the actual value or the 
knowledge you're gaining from the course. So I just, whenever you can read, you do that. I, I'm curious, as a child, what kind of books did you read? Were you this, vor- <laughs> really, like, did you read voraciously when you were a child? What kind of books I've did you read? I've always been a voracious reader. Okay, let me tell you one thing people don't really know about me. I, I'm Igbo, right? So, but I'm very, very good in reading Igbo. I can read Igbo very, very well. I remember when I was in primary school, I think around primary three or four, I can't recall quite. I went for this competition because I schooled in the East. So I went for this competition where we had to like read in Igbo. I think it, I came in first or second. I cannot remember. So it was kind of like, I read very, very well. I read everything I laid my hands on. I read newspapers. I read books. I remember when I was secondary school, uh, when we normally get, I buy these romance novels because <laughs> you know, they have like this uh, rochi and sexy pictures at the back, at the, at the back cover. And they wouldn't yeah. normally allow us to read things like that. So I'd wrap them in newspapers or I just tear up the back like totally so that no one would know the kind of book I was reading. <laughs> like an adult wouldn't see the kind of book I was reading because then like they beat the hell out of me. If they knew I was reading like all those romance because you know if you get a romance novel like you get like a couple kissing at the back or maybe a half naked woman or something like that. So I wouldn't want them to like catch me reading a book like that. So like I'd wrap the back with newspaper or just tear up the back entirely so that they wouldn't know what I was reading. But then I also read children's books I read all those, you know, small, small. But at the point, actually, when I was in GSS 1 or 2, I didn't read little books. You know, this kind of very, very small children books that we read then. I didn't read them because I felt like they were too small for me. I read mostly novels, like all these romance novels. That was what I read majorly when I was little, in like my junior class. And in primary school, of course, we read literature and stuff. So it was really, really nice. And I've always been a voracious reader. That was that has been like the only distinct thing about me. I read very, very half the time you see me, I have my, my my face or my nose stuck in a book or something like that. I don't know. I guess it's something that I was born with because I can't remember not ever reading. I can't recall. How many do you read in a month? So there's no particular number. There's no particular number. I cannot say I read this particular number of books in a month. The thing we read is that you don't tell yourself, I want to read 10 books in a month. Because if you do that, something might come up. Something might happen during the month that will keep you occupied or busy. You have your life, right? So you cannot say, I can't tell myself so I'm going to read 10 books this month or 15 books this month or 20 books this month because if I do that and something else that needs or requires my attention comes along I'll be forced when I'm not reading I'm not reading for leisure for pleasure I'm not reading to understand I'm just reading so I'll get this book over we can jump on to the next one so I just read leisurely what I do every month I get like a list of books I want to read or I'm interested in and then you know I take them one after the other and I read and I read and sometimes I think the highest I've ever read was last year December I read about 15 in a month wow like my highest <laughs> so far I've kept count I read about 15 last December whenever I'm bored or I'm not doing anything or even when I'm busy when like now this period that I'm not really doing anything I'm always reading. I can read like about a book a day. A book that has about 300 or 400 pages a day. I read it because I'm not doing anything half of the day. So reading is about whenever I'm, I just take my time and I don't like rush myself. I don't pressure myself to finish this particular book to, you know, in order to meet up a particular standard I've set for myself. No, I just, you know, let it flow like that. Hmm. So you said something now that yeah. you read up to like 300 pages book. Do you know that like 300 pages book, like I read it in like three days. That is, <laughs> if... The book is really interesting. You can finish it in a day, trust me, like, because you cannot stop. If I'm reading a really interesting book, even when I'm eating, I'm bathing, I'm doing something, I'm, I'm thinking about that book, I'm like, what is going to happen here? So my God, what's going to happen? 
happen. Like I've already transported myself into that book. So I'm there until I drop or I finish that book. My mind is there. There's nothing I can do again. So I just have to finish it. And sometimes I've actually put an all-nighter for a book. You know, like, you know, the way people don't sleep at night just so they could read or study for an exam. I've actually not slept all night just so I could finish a book because I could not drop it. It just happens like that, you know. If your book is really, really interesting, it can really keep you occupied and until until you finish, you cannot stop. Okay, so uh, from what you're saying now, I think I'm guessing that you prefer reading books to watching movies, right? I do, but sometimes people think that I always read and read. I always read and read and read, but I actually watch movies because, okay, this emprise said I was not going to read I was going on the issues I was going to just watch movies and not read but it's not possible I've already read two books already and I started on the third one I just cannot help it I watch movies I love to watch movies because I feel like they go hand in hand you know because reading is about imagination transporting yourself to a particular a different environment as in fixing yourself inside a story you have nothing about or trying to embody different characters so to, for you to be able to create or imagine things you also have to be good with your visuals so i watch a lot of movies i love to watch movies but on a normal day yeah i'll absolutely take reading over watching movies hmm. so that means your imagination is like really strong i, have I, I understand wild, that i have wild imaginations you will not believe i have wild imaginations because you have to be able to create these people in your head reading is always good for children because it helps them to you know to be, they can be anything they want to be. They can imagine a lot. Someone that doesn't read or a child that doesn't read. I'm sorry to say, but sometimes I don't, I don't really think that they can think far or wider than what they have in front of them. If so, for someone that reads or even an adult, if an adult reads, the way the person thinks, the way the person talks, the way the person acts, you will know that this person has been somewhere, even if not physically, but then, you know, psychologically, you have been there in your mind. You've already asserted yourself in this particular situation so you don't see things the way others do so it's like different so when you read yeah you have like crazy wild imaginations you get anything is possible at all for someone that reads anything is absolutely possible yeah you're totally right so what series of mental shifts has reading costing you since you've been reading all your life up until now what series of mental shifts would you say that reading has really really brought about in your mind reading has done a lot of things to me you know, it has made me more pragmatic, more practical. You know, when I didn't, when I was little, of course, you have to believe everything they tell you. When, you, when your parents tell you, sit, you sit. When they say, do this, you do this and do that. You know, you don't really, but for me, from a very little age, I had my own mind. I disciplined myself and reading, okay, let's say in the terms of religion, I've read a lot of books that has even at the point had me questioning my faith, my Christianity. I'm a born and bred, bred, brought up Catholic, a big believer in Jesus and all that. But then I think reading has made me more of a practical Christian. You know, I've read books from authors like Francine Rivers, Karen Kingsbury, you know, where they are Christian books and they kind of like give you stories on a practical level. I don't like uh, reading a book that is not relatable, a book that you cannot see yourself in that situation because that's the whole point of reading. When you can relate to a story, when you feel like, okay, this thing can happen to me and this is an approach that I can, you know, I can take with it. So reading has like shifted, like I've done a lot of things to my head. So it has made me, I look at things a more practical point of view. I look at them objectively. I don't always jump 
into conclusions. And it has really helped me mentally because it has opened my mind more. I'm like, I, I feel like, like I'm a very open-minded person because things are different. I believe in people's uniqueness and there are like a whole lot of uniqueness in the world. There are people that you cannot even imagine their mentality or the way they think. So as a voracious reader, you have to have a totally open mind. This made me like be very, very, very non-judgmental to people about things. And also reading as kind of like, there's a book I read recently, 40 Rules of Love by Elif Shifak. He talks about love in a very dynamic way, in a very, in a way you will not even understand. It speaks to your mind and makes you feel like, okay, I can really or actually be a better person. It transcends the normal love that they tell us or the priest was about, you know, you loving even your enemies. And then in a very practical, and utterly relatable manner. So I feel like reading has really, really made me a better person, more disciplined, definitely more disciplined. Okay, like uh, in 2012, when I left secondary school, I decided, I said, okay, what what makes, what set me, what sets me aside from other people? I just decided to become a vegetarian. <laughs> I know, whenever I tell people that, they're like, okay, what does that mean? I said, okay, I don't eat meat. And it doesn't have anything, unfortunately, it doesn't have anything with me uh, being, how will I put it, you know, there are people that fight for animals and they don't want people to kill animals and all that. But unfortunately, it's not that like that for me. Just something like my own form of discipline, like a form of self-control for me. Because I'm a Nigerian and like 99% of Nigerians, they love meat. So it's like a, so a form of self-control. And over the years, I've come to make myself like not fall for something as trivial as meat or something like I don't know. It might seem like utterly pointless to someone else. But for me, like it's a huge deal because I feel like if I can control myself to a certain point, you know, I can control a lot of things about me. And it doesn't make me a control freak. Don't get me wrong. I am not a control freak, but then it kind of like, I feel like it sets me aside and it makes me a better person in some way in my head. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you understand that. So that's that for me. So reading has like made me more practical, love more, I appreciate life more and I look at issues and problems that people would normally just, you know, say it's black and white. It's not black and white. There are, there are, there are gray versions. There are versions that there are other versions to a story. Don't just believe anything you see or anything you hear you have to like think beyond no so that's that if it makes any sense to you anyways yeah okay so in other words reading has really showed you different yeah. perspectives of life life and different perspectives to every story yes. right just for example let's say you can read a book where someone is defending let's say a murderer someone that has killed let's say a family uh murderer can come and like mother a whole family right and of course the first thing that comes to your mind as a practical human being is kill this person hang this person send this person to jail but then the author will try to sell you a different version will try to maybe show you why or the or the actions leading to this person's breakdown to what made this person to commit this particular crime the author will try to show you like a different perspective a different nature of this murderer which actually get you thinking okay there might actually be another side of this story maybe this person is mentally unstable maybe something happened maybe he did it for vendetta or one thing or the other so it makes you look at things things are not just black and white anymore it makes you look at things differently and for you to understand that life is not just black and white they are like different versions and different perspectives to a particular story yeah just like the movie money heist right you find yourself so exactly it's 
you, make you always take when I'm when I when I'm in an argument with somebody, I always like to take the opposite side. You know, if someone if everybody is saying, Okay, this 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 thing this person did is wrong, I always like to take the opposite side. I'll be like, Okay, I want to know why this person did this. Why is it wrong? Like tell me, make me understand. I'm not just going to follow the herd and agree with every other person. You have to like change the narrative and look at it from another angle. Okay, so what are your best five reasons? Oh my sides? god. Like, the best five your... you say that whenever someone asks you, you recommend it. That is not a question you ask someone that reads. That's a very it's like asking a mother who was a, who's your favorite child. Tell me your favorite child. <laughs> Even if you are like in a situation right now where you can't really say just five which you know that you really love and you've loved okay. someone else okay let me think uh, the first one that comes to my mind is destination biafra by buchi emecheta when i read that book i read that book in school in my i got it from the school library actually like i wept i borrowed it from the school it was because I've, I've already read half of a yellow song by tim amanda and then there was a country by china chiberi you know those both books are talking about nigerian civil war but then when i read there was a destination biafra i actually felt Oh, I felt the magnanimity of the civil war in Nigeria because it was crazy. The event, the person that, the woman that wrote the story, God bless her, so is, she's late now. She, like, she actually wrote it. I felt like maybe either it happened to someone really close to her or like she must know because the stories were heart-wrenching. And I recommended it to one of my friends today. She has never read it because she said that she doesn't want that kind of emotional turmoil. So number one book I would recommend to anybody is an Nigerian book, the and the second one is Redeeming Love by Francine by Francine Rivers. It's very, very, you know, touching. It's a Christian book. Francine Rivers is a Christian author. It's very, very touching. It's a book about sacrifice and love and, you know, everything Christianity is about. It really changed my life, Redeeming Love. Like, it made a really huge impact on me when I read, when I read it. And then the third one is Homegoing, Ya Gyasi. It's a Ghanaian book. It's written by a Ghanaian author, a woman. So Homegoing is like, it's a book on slavery, you know, when they were selling slaves to, uh, to America and all other countries in the West. It's also very, very touching. And it spans over like centuries and years. It's not just a year or two years, but like a continuous book. It was really great reading it. And my personal favorite, I've read it about three or four times. I can't recount. Americana, Timamanda. <laughs> that book is something else. It's like, you know, Timamanda, she writes in a very peculiar manner. You know, she makes you feel the Nigeria in you. It's a really, really, really great book about um, a girl, Ifemelo, that had to leave Nigeria to the US for studies and all that. And, you know, she left her love behind and came back. It's a whole roundabout, but it's really, really nice. And it also talks on, it uh, touches on racism and accepting yourself the way you are. Natural hair, you're going to love it if you read it, you know, because you're a natural hair enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, I've read it actually. Okay, then. <laughs> I read it actually. The fifth one okay. 40 Rules of Love. Elif Shifak. She's a Turkish, uh, a Turkish writer. It's really great. It's not like a novel. It's a novel, but it's more like, like a psychological book. It's really, really great. Like it will change your outlook on the way you relate to people and all that is really, really great. But okay, let me give you two more because it breaks my heart to just give you five. Okay. <laughs> let me just give you two more. There is a, you meet them. 
by the fertile chick. She's a Nigerian actor, Nigerian author. She's really, really good. You know, she writes love stories that you would not imagine. Like she's really good, and she has this. Her plot twist is out of this world. She has other okay. books though, but then I think this is my personal favorite. Okay. And then the best of me, mm-hmm. Nicola Sparks. Very, very great. You know, Nicola Sparks and Tim Amanda. They are the two authors that I've read all their works. And when I mean all, I mean everything except maybe the one that Nicola Sparks just released late last year or so. I've not read that one, but great books. You know, <laughs> those are the ones that I will readily, readily recommend for people to read readily because they are like life-changing books. Okay, okay. Another oh type going to put you in again. Uh, your best, <laughs> your best. My Nigerian best Nigerian authors. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll give you those that. I'm very much familiar with their works. Number one on my list, everybody knows her, Chimaman Dangoza Adichie. She's like my hero. I love her. She's a feminist and I'm a feminist. She's she's an incredible writer and she writes stories that, you know, appeal or touch human humanity. She's a Nigerian, even though she's based in the US now, but then she grew up in Enugu. So she, I, I think that when she's writing Nigerian stories, she writes them because she has lived in Nigeria and she knows knows the troubles and woes of Nigeria. And, you know, some of her, my favorite books that she has written, Americana, of course, I talked about it earlier. And then you have a Popo Hibiscus that was quite popular when we were little, because I think we read it in secondary school, I can't remember. And she writes stories about Nigeria that are relatable. You know, she delves into the very heart of the problems in Nigeria. And then she also writes about Nigerians in diaspora, that's those, are in, those abroad and the problems that they face there. So I really love her writing. And the second person is the fertile chick. I know I discovered her last year and I think I've read all her works. She has uh, The Love Triangle. That was the very first book I read. It was amazing. I got hooked. And then she has um, You Meet Them and uh, what was the third one? I've forgotten about it. But she writes like, her writing is really, her books are on Okada books. I read them on Okada books. Her books are like really amazing. She has nice plots and twists and her style of writing is also very appealing. So I'm sorry that all my favorite authors are women. It's nothing personal. It's nothing uh, sexist at all. It's just that there are no much uh, male writers that I know. Like Aside from Yowolesha Inka and Chinua Achebe and Chukwe Mekike, I've not read much of his work. So I can't really, like I said, I, I gave you names of those that I'm very, very much familiar with their works. And they're like pretty amazing authors. So briefly, can you like, do you have any tips you can give to anyone listening right now that struggles to at least finish mm, a book? Any good. tips? Like okay, one so or two some of my tips. friends, they actually ask me sometimes, how do you read? How do you do this? How can I finish a book? And the first thing I tell them is, when you get a book, because if you're not very, very, if you're not a good reader, or you don't, you struggle to read, when you get a book, let's say you get a book of about 200 or 300 pages, and let's say you want to finish it in two weeks or in three weeks, you divide that book, if it's like 200 pages book, divide it, let's say, by 20, 20 pages or so, divide it by that span of the, by that period you want to read it, right? So you can take like 20 pages a day. You create time for yourself. Tell yourself, let's say, every, every morning, every evening before I go to bed, I'm going to read 20 pages from this book, 20 pages every day, every day, every day, and you don't miss it. And like that, because... Being, you cannot, like, you cannot compete with someone that has always, uh, has already been reading. It's not a competition. So you have to, first of all, divide the book. 
that's how I tell people that just starting up to read because it's not easy to actually get a book and pay attention because people have difficulty concentrating or staying in one place to just read. So you can just create out time for yourself, divide it. Today, you read 20 pages. Tomorrow, you read 20 pages like that. Before you know it, you finish it. And then you have to, when you're reading, you have to keep your phone aside. You cannot be reading and be pressing your phone. You cannot concentrate. Even I that I read sometimes on my phone, soft copies, always very hard for me. So what I do is I turn off my data. Or I put it on do not disturb so that I don't get like any form of distraction. Especially if the book I'm reading is very, very interesting. So you have to keep your phone aside if you actually want to read. And then you have to discipline yourself. It's not today you say, oh, I don't have strength, I cannot read. No, you have to do it because you said um, practice makes perfect, right? So you have to take it a day at a time and before you know it like you see yourself reading two three books a month and you not think it's an improvement but then it actually gradually uh, gradually changes like your lifestyle and the way you behave and then you don't rush because you cannot say let me just read fast fast and go on no you have to because there's no point in reading if you're not assimilating or you're not getting what you're reading it's like a total waste of your time right because i like whenever i'm reading i must come out with something for every book i read i must come out with something no matter how little be it a new vocabulary be it a new idea or a new lifestyle or a new fact about some certain place i've never been to you have to come out with something so you don't rush you take your time and then you read it at your leisure time so that when you're done you know that, okay these are actually giving me something new or something important that i've never known about before and then there's this thing that people think that readers always like to people always ask me right now why don't you write a novel like it's not that easy like to read and uh, to people that write i always respect them so much because writing is not really easy the only thing i know that i'm good at writing is poetry i wrote poetry when i was secondary school i stopped for a while but then i picked it up again that poetry is the only thing that i know that i'm very good at writing but then to write novels is actually quite hard like it's not as easy as people think and there are terrible books out there but there are people that write really good books they're like to me they're geniuses because it's not an easy task at all yeah so like, um, hey. finally we're going to play a game right and um, okay so in this game this is what the game is all about um okay. i went to your instagram feed because i want to in a tight corner so i went to your instagram feed and i had a good look at all the books that you've read and the ones that you really mm-hmm. really talked about that you loved so much so i have five questions here so okay. i'm going to call the name of two books and then you tell me which one okay. you prefer more okay so number one um number one okay. adultery by paul coho or the girl with definitely the girl with the dragon tattoo by stick that series was legendary and it's a series that one is just like the first one it's about five or six book in the series so that's my personal favorite okay so number two where is the love by fertile cheek definitely oh, where is the love by, by fertile cheek <laughs> where is the love i did not really like my sister is a serial killer the book was yeah i don't know if you read my review you see that it was not really a glory review but then the book was okay but it was not like you know it didn't blow my mind but then where is the love was it was it was great it was amazing i loved it i loved it i thought she is she's a dope Okay. <laughs> I actually knew you would go for the fertile chick. But if he had, if he had given me another author, it would have been a bit of a tough choice. But then the person you put the book with, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't a hard choice at all. Okay. 
So um, the third one I have here is "Stay with me" by Ayobami Adebayo, or we are going um, okay, to need more wine by Gabriel Union. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll go with "Stay with me" by Ayobami because uh, we are going to need more wine. Is 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 an autobiography by Gabriel. You know, it's a really good book, though I loved it. But then "Stay with me" hits closely to home. Is by is a um, story of a married woman. It's like a really complicated story, but it's really dope. You know, a woman that got married, she didn't know that her husband was SS and she too, she was uh, she was SS. So they kept giving birth to uh, sickle cell children and the mother-in-law thinking it was her fault, you know, the whole Nigerian thing, but the book was really dope. It was amazing. I loved it. And one thing I love, I love about yeah. that book, Stay With Me by Ayoba Miyadebayo, is how she portrays the fact that in most marriages where the woman, especially in Nigerian homes, where the woman yeah. is blamed for infertility exactly. issues, most times the problem is from the man. Exactly. It might be that the man is important or and the think, man you know, doesn't think have get to erections. The, to, to think of the levels and the pain the man went to, to hide what the problem he had it was just it was mind-blowing and to let her suffer all those years at the hands of the terrible terrible mother-in-law <laughs> without even speaking up to say okay this is my fault it was not even it was just heartbreaking and then you know the brother coming into the picture it was all very very emotional story but i really loved it though it was great Okay, so um, the fourth one I have here is um, <laughs> Ghana Must Go by Taye Salah. I'll go with Bonnie Crime, Crime by, by Trevor Noah. Noah. That has also a biography by Trevor Noah. Everybody knows Trevor Noah, but the book is it's really it's funny. And it's not like your typical biography. It's funny, it's engaging, it's really interesting. Ghana Must Go, you have to be a really good reader to endure. Ghana Must Go is a bit boring, but it's really interesting though. It's about this Ghanaian family that moved to the US and you know struggling with their kids when they moved back yeah it's, it's kind of boring but it's really interesting so uh, an amateur reader cannot really because you feel like oh this one talking but then it's a really really interesting storyline but still I will go with Bonnie Crime Bonnie Crime was was the one of a kind I loved it okay so and finally Rage of mm-hmm. Angels by Sydney Sheldon or A Stranger in the a Stranger Mirror by Sydney in Sheldon the mirror. oh no Rage of Angels Rage of Angels Rage of Angels I love Rage <laughs> of Angels Sydney Sheldon she's a good she's a good author she's a good writer I love her book too. Yeah, Sydney Sheldon is actually very, very good. So, do you have like a reading club or you know something? I don't know. Do you have something like that? A reading or there a was club or a reading club. I and some of my friends are also into reading. We open like a WhatsApp group where we read books and we talk about it. Yeah, there is on WhatsApp where we read books and we talk about it. But I've been I've been looking to join. I've been looking to join one online, but it's been very very hard. I don't know to get a reading club. Some of them are like you know closed and closed in the sense of like they are like you no know, people that know themselves and all that. But then. I I've not seen like a general one, but I created one with some of my friends where we come together and we read a book and we discuss it. It's really quite interesting and engaging. And, you know, for anybody that reads, you know that the beauty of reading is being able to talk about it. It's really, it's always refreshing to discuss different perspectives and ideologies and how you understand the book and all that. So, yeah, I have. Oh, <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Ich. I really enjoyed this. Thank you, <laughs> I... Enjoyed having been on your show too. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. Thank you. Thank I want you. to be like you when I grow up. I want yeah. to be like, <laughs> you know, something like that. <laughs>
Thank you. Uh, that was amazing, guys. Like, I had fun doing that interview and I just want to apologize for something. So, if you noticed, there were some glitches during the interview. So, that's why at some point, it seemed as if she couldn't wait for me to finish a question before, you know, answering it. It's actually our voices overlapping. So, she actually heard the some of the whole questions but then our voices overlapped i don't know what that is and i don't know how to explain that but i know you learned a whole lot and i learned a whole lot honestly especially when it comes to the mental shifts that book has um had in her so if you want to connect with uche and Nequa right after this podcast i'll leave all her social media handles in the description box so that you can definitely check them out check her out on instagram and if you're interested in joining her book club on whatsapp you can um actually send her a direct message on instagram and she will add you of course she's a nice person and if you're still struggling to finish that one book you started january i think this is the right motivation that you need so that's all for the issues segment right over to the second segment which is the reality check segment in case it's your first time listening the reality check segment is basically a segment where i get to check up on you my listener i want to make sure that you are you know well mentally spiritually emotionally physically every aspect of your life and how do we do that so you can either send me a mail to ekeneviola at gmail.com my email address is in the description box of this episode so you can check it out if you have something you're going through or you need someone to talk to or you need my advice on something you can drop that mail to me send me a mail and i'm going to read it out in the next episode of the podcast of course i'm going to keep you anonymous if you want me to keep you anonymous if you listen to the previous episodes of this podcast you know that in fact i've not i don't think i've i've had someone send me a mail that wants me to that wanted me to call their name on the podcast so mostly i keep them anonymous and then i read it out and i proffer my own advice to you and in most cases where you want me to pray with you or agree with you on something in prayer i'm going to do that as well you can also send a message a direct message to this podcast instagram handle which is the underscore calm underscore down underscore podcast again it's in the description box so um you can definitely check that out later so for this um episode i got a mail and this is the content of the mail and i quote i hope you're staying safe viola i'd love you to keep me anonymous i'm losing my mind viola while we are all indoors on quarantine this season i think it has transcended to serious anxiety it's like i'm having panic attacks i'm worried about so many things i can't even grasp which please help how do i control or get rid of this anxiety wow you know, to be very honest with you, honestly, like very honest with you, what is going on in the world right now has put like a hold on a lot of people's plans for, you know, the social distancing. Everybody, we are all on lockdown, right? Everybody stay indoors. Sometimes I try to think of families that cannot afford to stay indoors, families that eat from what they make in a day or people that live from hand to mouth this is totally going to affect them so not to deviate from the problem at hand now i totally understand where this is coming from because even before the quarantine i think early february march i've been having anxiety like serious anxiety and panic attacks and i'm so grateful right now and i feel like this question came at the right time because i think because now i am at a better place to answer this question because i've experienced this and i'm free from anxiety because anxiety is one thing 
thing that will jesus christ anxiety will frustrate you anxiety will get you so worried and so worked up and you're not going to like yourself i was having anxiety i was having panic attacks i was worried about so many things i was constantly thinking and one thing i've discovered about anxiety anxiety is not mainly because you are worried about the future anxiety is always comes from a place of you not being in control especially when you've already have had a picture or you've already created a picture of what you want you know your plans to be like you've created a picture of what you want your life to be like and then you discover in the long run that it's not turning out the picture is not coming together it's as if everything in your life right now is going contrary to the picture that you have in your mind it can be so devastating i tell you and so what you naturally as a human being would react to that kind of circumstance is to start feeling anxious because you don't feel in control you feel as if everything is falling off so recently um i was on twitter and someone tweeted about how you version bible app you've probably heard of that application you version bible has been really helping her especially the plants and i remember one time i've had that you version bible app on my phone and i deleted it for some reasons i can't even remember why i deleted it but i downloaded another bible app so i was like you know I, let me download it back because i've also been like struggling with reading god's word lately like reading it like consistently you know um so i wanted something i didn't want to deceive myself because honestly i do not like deceiving myself you know being in a situation whereby i would say i'm reading god's word because you know the normal cliche you wake up in the morning you get a quiet time and i get to read the scripture like a novel and then by afternoon if you now ask me if you're like, what did you read in the morning which what scripture and i'm looking at you like an empty goat head so i didn't want that i decided to download the Version bible app and there's a section in the app where it has bible plans that is basically you can go to that bible plan section and search for let's say you are going through anxiety for instance you search anxiety so there is a whole devotion bible plan for anxiety and that is what i did i searched for it and i downloaded that anxiety part and i was like god i know that you don't this is not your plan for your children right to always be anxious or worried because whatever affects your mind in turn affects your body because your physical body will start reacting to it so it will begin to have a toll on your health you even start to have high blood pressure which is not healthy i downloaded that particular plan and i started reading it and man there is liberation in god's word i am no longer anxious right now and I, I know that the source is God's word. And I'm going to explain to you, sweetheart. You know that that devotion plan, so I started reading it and it took me to some scriptures. Matthew 6 verse 24, the Bible said something there that really, really struck me. The Bible said, look at the birds of the air. They, I'm paraphrasing by the way, look at the birds of the air. They do not worry of what to eat, of what to drink, but our heavenly father clothes them. Our heavenly father feeds them. And then the Bible asked another question there that really struck me. How many of you by worrying on what to eat and what to drink adds one cubit to your height that means you're worrying right now you're you're thinking about your future okay I, this is why is everything falling apart so how has that worry added to your life did it solve that problem did it actually give you a clear picture or did it like wipe the whole picture and give you the picture that you wanted or did you start making everything working together like anxiety comes brings you to this place where you are frustrated and it helps you do nothing and again what struck me again was reading down that particular um verse 24 downwards to the other verses the bible says something again that even the lilies in the field they neither do anything but even solomon in all his glory couldn't be clothed them but one thing about those lilies in the field is that tomorrow today they are and tomorrow they aren't that means tomorrow they are caught up and they are used as foil 
for fire. So today they are, today they are no more. But still, God still clothes them. And the Bible said that even Solomon in all his glory, he was never adorned like these lilies. And then if went further, the Bible said something again that God knows that you have these needs. For your heavenly father knows that you have these needs. So I advise you, seek ye first the kingdom of God. That is, strive, try as much as possible to come closer to God, to do his will, and every other thing will be added unto you. Man, when I read that, I meditated on that for straight up days. Like, I I thought about it. And I realized that, you see, me being anxious, I was doing myself a disfavor if there is any word like that. It wasn't helping me. Okay, now I'm worried. I'm thinking about it. Does it change the situation? No. What is it doing? It is draining me. It is taking my mind off what I'm supposed to be doing now or the things that I'm supposed to be investing my time in now. So I'm focusing, I'm diverting all my energy to worrying about something that I can't handle. Okay, so there are other scriptures that deal with anxiety. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. You know, because anxiety is equally fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. So that anxiety is not of God. He has not given us the spirit of fear. He has given us, for what he has given us is peace, of sound mind, of love, of power. Why am I worried? What, what still strikes me to your date is... These things I'm worried about, I cannot do anything about them. So what's the essence? What am I gaining by worrying? Nothing. So what do I do? I just trust God entirely. And there has been no time in my life. And if you really think about it, if you meditate on it, you realize that there, there has never been any time in your life you decided to trust God on something that he failed. You see, God does not joke with his word. God will go to any length to do what? To stand and to, and to protect his word. Because it is his integrity. If God said in his word that he will never leave you nor forsake you, why do you think he will leave you? And why are you anxious about tomorrow? In him you live, you have, and you move and have your being. So why do you feel like he's not there? Anxiety is coming, is always coming from a, a place of us wanting to be in control. And I urge you today, this is what I advise you to do. Download the version Bible app. I love that app so much. I've been enjoying it. And search for the Bible plan that has to do with anxiety. It will bless your life. Like, it will bless your life. Don't, don't read it like a novel or like rush it. Just take your time. Read it. Meditate on it for days. You don't have to finish it in seven days. You can read it for as long as you want. So far, you are meditating on it and it's making an impact in your life. And I also the the i think episode um episode 13 yeah where i talked about how to handle anxiety and boredom in this coronavirus social distancing i also advise that you listen to that episode just so that you get encouraged because i also touched on these things there you get and this also boils down to having a gratitude man um gratitude journal rather you know gratitude journal is basically where you write your testimonies the things that god has done for you times that god showed up for you that you thought it was all over and then he showed up. If you're a type that keeps record of these things, in cases like this where you feel totally clueless or you begin to feel anxious, when you go back to your journal and you look at how faithful God has been, it gives you this faith that, okay, yes, God is also going to come through for me. I might not know how or when or what it's going to be like, but what I know is that God will always show up, even at the 12th hour. Even if he doesn't show up at the 11th hour, at the 12th hour, God will show up. That's one thing I know this God for. He always, always shows up. So I advise you also check out that episode of the podcast. I think how, why you should keep a gratitude journal. I think it's either episode 12, but check previous episodes of the podcast. It's really going to bless your life. So I hope this answers your question, Mr. or Miss Anonymous. Um, I hope this blesses your heart as well. See, anxiety 
it, it's not worth it. It's, it's just a killer of joy. Anxiety makes a man's heart stoop, but a good word will elevate his spirit. So um, I hope this helps a lot. So that's all for the reality check segment. And over to the common sense rule segment where I'm going to be basically be ranting. Yes, I'm going to be reminding us of something. And this thing I'm going to be reminding us of is that we mustn't always have an opinion in any trending topic. You know, so if there is something trending online and everybody is giving their own opinion, everybody is dropping their own comment on it, and you don't know what to say, there is nothing wrong with you not knowing what to say and you not wanting to say anything. Or you might have something to say, but you don't know how to properly present it in writing. You mustn't say anything. There is no um, body holding you on the truth for you to say something on that topic. Why I'm saying this is silence is always better in most cases. If you don't have anything pleasant to say, just keep your mouth shut, okay? You mustn't have anything to say. You mustn't always have something to say in something that is trending or an issue or a viral topic if you don't know what to say or you can know what to say or you don't know how to present it don't say anything at all that's all i just wanted to remind us in this common sense segment of this episode so that's all for episode 15 of this podcast i hope you enjoyed it and thank you so much for listening to this point please i need you to do me a favor if this podcast blessed your heart and if you're a fan of this podcast this won't take you time to do now the podcast app that you're using to listen to me right now i need you to subscribe like rate and review so when you do this this will basically make it more visible for other people to listen and when more people listen to this their lives will be blessed as well just like yours was blessed now and you gained a lot of nuggets right so in that podcast app you're listening to me right now like review subscribe um you can also share to your friends tell your friends about this podcast calm down podcast and i'd really appreciate that thank you so much you're the real mvp trust me you are the real mvp Thank you so much for listening to this point. I hope you learned a whole lot. If you want to receive updates on new episodes, you can subscribe to my newsletter by clicking the link in the description box. We are also on social media. You can follow the Countdown podcast on Instagram at the underscore calm underscore down underscore podcast. And you can like our Facebook page at the Countdown podcast and also join our Facebook group Countdown podcast community. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at viola underscore ekene v-i-o-l-a underscore e-k-e-n-e so is there anything bothering you that you need my opinion and that of the community on before making a decision for the reality check segment please please send email to ekeneviola at gmail.com e-k-e-n-e v-i-o-l-a ekeneviola at gmail.com or send a direct message to our podcast instagram handle at the calm down podcast that is the underscore calm underscore down underscore podcast you can also check out my blog at www.iswordmybeauty.com again www.iswordmybeauty.com for amazing beauty lifestyle and interview contents this podcast is also available to listen on apple google podcast spotify pocket cast breaker radio public listening notes and other podcast listening platforms out there once again i'm your host viola ekene thank you so much for listening and love you.